Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. Our guest today is Ashley Hubka, Senior Vice President, General Manager of Walmart Business, which officially launched January of 2023. Today, we're going to talk about everything that's happened uh, with Walmart Business in 2023 and how they serve small business owners and nonprofits. More importantly, what they might have in store for next year for people like me. So with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Ashley Hupka. Welcome. Brian, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's good to be with you today. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I, I've been following the, the Walmart story since it launched and really with a keen eye in, in terms of how you were going to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. And I actually had the pleasure of hearing you speak at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Small Business Awards event. And um, and you were gracious enough to accept my invitation to join me on the podcast. So um, let's get let's get right into it. It's a great story. I mean, there's, you know, Walmart, in my opinion, has always been serving the needs of small business owners. Right. I love going into your stores and talking to people who have you know, pallets and pallets of the, you know, the water or you know, the huge jars of mayonnaise. And I ask them what type of business they have and whatnot. And obviously you have your Sam's Club stores. I think you about have what now you're about 600 stores around the country. Um, That's right. 600 clubs. All right. So how, so you're launching Walmart business in, in January of 2023. How, how does this new program this new business that you started, how does it specifically cater to the needs of small business owners and nonprofits? Very fair question. What we saw, we thought about this for a while, right? It's a big adjacent market. Um, and so we thought about it for a while. We looked again and we looked at our data. And what was really clear is that Walmart was already serving millions of organizational customers, mm-hmm. small and medium-sized businesses and nonprofits in the U.S. But what was also clear is we weren't earning a huge share of their wallet. And mm-hmm. we were clear that the business we were getting, we'd, we'd gotten without really focusing on it. And so this ultimately was a decision to focus on a really important customer segment in this country that's different than Walmart's core consumer, family, or household customer. And what we recognized is that in order to serve them well, we need to respond to their unique needs. Mm -hmm. We really understand, having done a lot of research, a lot of interviews, being in local businesses, both how they buy and what they buy is different than a consumer, a family, or household. And so yeah. just a couple really you know, obvious examples, but foundational examples are they need to buy as an organization with a multi-user account, with different roles, with the ability to share payments or look at spend across their organization. And then in terms of what they buy, one of the most obvious things is larger quantities, larger mm-hmm. pack sizes, but also things that are really specific to their business or their nonprofit. So that might be a hair salon. It might be a plumbing business. It yeah. might be a nonprofit that works with youth. And then those are all going to require very specific kind of goods to let them run their operations day in and day out. Yeah. And, and and I've been, I'm actually, I, I'm a registered user on the Walmart, Walmart business site. So just to, in advance of this podcast, I went in to check it out. I was flabbergasted at how much 
you actually do offer. It's, I mean, it runs the gamut from groceries to break room stuff to supplies and work clothes and air compressors. So it's literally how many how many items do you actually have on the site? So we have tens of millions of items at this point and an ever expanding assortment, right? And that's a combination, Brian, of what we, you know, items that, you know, in the lingo we call first party, but that means that Walmart business, Walmart owns that, uh, those items and sells them, ships them to a customer. But we also have marketplace, right? And that's a really powerful part of what we do for a few reasons. First of all, it lets us expand the assortment to start to tailor to these really specific needs by industry, by vertical, by type of business. It also creates opportunity for small business who's, who become sellers on our marketplace. Yeah. And it lets customers on Walmart business buy from other small businesses. So for us, it's a really virtuous loop or circle that does a lot of good. And, and that can absolutely change the life of a small business owner. I mean, to, to get onto your marketplace and to even to get on your shelves. I, I think, you know, you, we, you, you had that, um, Oh, um, open, open call, open call. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> it's in my notes. I promise you, <laughs> but that open call where you invite us based small business owners to pitch Walmart to get on your shelves. And right. I mean, that, you say yes to them, and that all of a sudden their business is like a hockey stick, right? Yeah. I mean, they're this was our, yeah. exactly. This was our tenth year of doing that. Wow. Um, we, you know, when we have that process, people apply. They're invited to come to Bentonville and pitch, um, and it's a really, really powerful way for them to grow their businesses. Some people get a golden ticket. Some people get, you know, maybe not the golden ticket that day, but they get connections and they get conversations and they get the ability to learn and improve their product and and ultimately maybe have that shot at a later point in time. So we really, really like Marketplace because Mm -hmm. we think it's good for small businesses. And it's also really good for our customers on Walmart business because those sellers can bring the assortment that's really specific Right. Again, just really specific to industrial or commercial needs that may not, you know, show up on the consumer side of our business. Well, how, sorry, let, let me pivot just a little bit because I want to talk about the pandemic. How much of the how much of the pandemic played a role in the launch of Walmart business? Because as we saw in 2020, you know, the world got flipped upside down and the way that we did business completely changed. And and it, conversations moved online, uh, ordering moved online. So, and it it was long enough, I feel like that it fundamentally changed people's buying behaviors. So- I think it had, um, you're right to to note that. And I think it really had three ways it influenced our decision that this was a good time to come forward with a new proposition in the the business market. I think the first is, like everybody else, businesses started buying more online during the pandemic. We all did. So we saw this growth in e-commerce as a percentage of what people bought, of how they wanted to buy. The second thing we saw was it really um, changed sales channels. So when you think about a B2B business, 
there are more and more people who say, well, look, I'm going to investigate and I'm going to buy online. I don't necessarily need to see a sales rep. There's so much more transparency, visibility, and availability online. It's changed kind of the B2B landscape from a supplier perspective. Yeah. And then the third thing is, as we just saw much more volume as Walmart, it sharpened us. It mm. caused us to up our game and specifically in terms of omni-channel. So e-commerce for us really means omni-channel. And that means mm. a business or a nonprofit can order on the web. They can order on an app and they can then receive that how and when they want. So mm -hmm. they could choose to go pick it up at the store. They could have it shipped to them. And so that to us is we really ramped up our capabilities where we integrate e-commerce in our stores. We were felt we were ready to uh, bring those to businesses and sort of meet their higher expectations. So this is you, Walmart, advancing the the way that you serve the needs of your small business customers, right? They they basically said, oh, well, we're in trouble. We can't go to stores physically. Walmart business said, all right, give us a moment. Let's figure this out. Not something like a six-month solution, but a long-term solution. And that that it really does allow you to serve the needs of your customers anywhere where they are. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we saw a lot of migration of businesses out, you know, that they said, look, we can live anywhere. We can work anywhere. We can hire people anywhere. And, and so now you're in a position, how, how did, how did that work for you in the first year of your business? Right. So let's, let's look back on 2023. Um, what, what what were some of the biggest um, things that you learned about your customers this year? Yeah, I'll, I have a few pieces I can share. One, you know, I mentioned that we had millions of items. We actually started with a really curated assortment and our uh -huh. customers told us really quickly that they wanted more. They wanted much more breadth, much more yeah. depth. And so we that caused us to rapidly expand our assortment. But to marry that with an experience on our site, where if you go and look at a category, you look at copy paper, if you look at televisions, and you go in and browse, we curate the best on that page. Mm -hmm. But we can also search and then access this really expansive assortment. So we tried to balance how do we save them time, help yeah. them find a great item and their or fill their need quickly, but also offer this, this really breadth of assortment they're looking for. I think the second thing that we saw is really where we feel really good about our proposition and we've seen businesses and nonprofits respond is around our price position. Really, mm. really confident in that when we bring the scale of Walmart and our buying power and our economies of scale on behalf of the business community, we have fresh food and we've seen food be a really important part of what people buy from us. And the third thing we've seen is the power of our store network. So we have 4,700 Walmart stores wow. around the country and not all of them, but a, the vast, vast majority of them have pickup and a very strong number of them have delivery. So that presence in the community, that accessibility has been really important to the customers we've seen. And we've seen a range from, you know, one and two person businesses up to, you know, businesses that have 50 or more. So we've seen a nice range of, of businesses using us. And we've seen a lot of strength in areas like uh, the health sector, education, nonprofits, 
and professional services. Those have been some of the leading places for us. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. What what are you finding are your leading sectors, which you just answered? What about now you you gave a, some a stat at that U.S. Chamber event, something like 90 percent of Americans would live within 10 miles of a Walmart. Is that accurate? That is accurate. And I don't have I don't have the parallel stat, but I think we can extrapolate to <laughs> yeah, yeah. something close to 90% of businesses are also going to be within 10 miles of a Walmart. That that'd make a hell of a visual map, you know, to to see that. It'd have to be a big one, but um that's that's pretty incredible. So in terms of the sectors then that you are um that you're reaching, you mentioned education, you mentioned nonprofit, professional services. Um, were there any surprise sectors that jumped out at you like, wow, I didn't, you know, and, and and off the top of my head, I'm trying to think, you know, there's a lot of and maybe you don't um, designate them as such, but home based businesses. Right. So here's the thing. I, I was running my business. I had an office. Yeah. Right. I, I always revert everything back to me. <laughs> I had an office in town and I had, you know, it's great setup. And I said to my wife, you know, we have four kids. And so we have five bedrooms and four of them were not being used. And it was October, November of 2019. I said, why am I paying all this rent to have an office? I'm just going to take over my youngest daughter's bedroom. And she was fine with that. But so I moved back in and of course the pandemic hit and everything went crazy. And, uh, but I've stayed, I've stayed at home because this is so convenient for me. Um, so when I went on to your website, I, I, I literally don't look at my cart now because I still got to figure everything out, but it's got, you know, whey protein in there and vitamins in there. I'm buying work boots for my son for Christmas for his job. Like it, it's, I've got copy paper in there. It's really kind of amazing when you get onto that site, how um, it's almost like I can put in my monthly order. And when you talk about saving time for a home-based business, I can just go back in, like say the first of each month, order this off of the Walmart business website. Are you finding like people doing that? Like where they're setting up their, this is what we need to order every single month. And, um, you know, just order it and we'll add to the order as needed. We absolutely see that. And some of that we see, especially with, you know, an example, because I was talking to a customer, one of these customers recently is um, sort of nonprofits or for-profit organizations that do a lot of direct client service. So that could be assisted living. It could be youth services. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of food cleaning supplies, consumables from them. And it's not exactly the same order, but there's a very you know weekly pattern. We know kind of what's in the basket and the, the sorts of things that they would buy. So we see that. The second thing that we have that can make this easy is we do have subscriptions. So, you, mm-hmm. so customers can come in, organizations, businesses could come in and say, I know I need this amount of paper towels, this amount of copy right. paper this amount of coffee, break room snacks, and they can set that up on the recurring basis that they choose. So from, I think we could go from one week up to maybe it's six months. So so you can choose. And then the third thing we have is what we call easy reorder. So very easy ability to go into your account and see, hey, here's everything I ordered last week, check, 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 put it in the cart. And, you know, very easy to get that done. We 
I loved your observation about everything that's there. When, when we started thinking about this, we said, well, we want to be able to serve you with what's in your office, your conference room, your break room, your restroom, your classroom. Wow. Right. And then, you know, then you start to think about the broader facility. But for us, that's and, and maybe even for your listeners, that's a good way to think about it. Like just those rooms around my business. What do I need in them? We've got that on Walmart business. And what you're almost doing I don't know if you realize this or not, you're taking variable costs and you're making them fixed costs. If you're able to project it, like I, you take you take your rent, light and heat, right? So my uh, gas company says, we'll offer you equal payment plan. We'll settle up at the end of the year. So every single month, I know I'm gonna, how much I'm going to pay on gas and electric. And then they, and I keep an eye on it. And the end of the year, either I owe them or they owe me. It's almost like the same thing with with this, where you can say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to dedicate $500 a month to these supplies every single month, January. Okay. How much do we have? We had $480. Great. Let's just keep that in there. And I can, you know, we can, we can list this as a fixed cost every single month. And I don't have to say, oh, well, you know, we went hog wild something, you know, and in, in, in order $2,000 one month, right. It, it becomes that fixed cost. All right. So speaking of that cost efficiencies and controls, I've seen a number of um, benefits, features and benefits that you've listed on the site and, and in some of your literature. So save time, live better, right? Simplify purchasing, stay in stock and control. I thought that was pretty interesting. Create efficiencies, grow your business. Are these what are these the the benefits that customers have been telling you or you realize that they need it? Like, is this what you know that they need it? Or do they come to you and say, Ashley, we're really looking to create efficiencies in our business or save time and money? Yeah. I think probably a combination of that. We did a lot of customer research before we launched this business. And literally, that was everything from let's go out and do a big quantitative survey to everybody, myself and everybody on the leadership team saying, let's just go talk to friends and family who are entrepreneurs. Let's mm-hmm. make, you know, take time to talk to your local business. I talked to our framing shop. I talked to my dry cleaner. I talked to uh, my um, husband's uncle, who was an entrepreneur and, so, and built and sold the business, right? So we all were gathering this data from all these different ways. And we heard this across the board. It really didn't matter the size of the company or the sector. They do want to save time, save, save money on their business purchasing. They do want to save time mm-hmm. uh, so they can focus on their core. We call it their mission. So maybe they're growing a family business. Maybe they're advancing their nonprofit's cause. How do we help them get back to that mission as quickly as possible? And right. that's time kind of and hassle. They want to have the confidence they're buying the right stuff. They're getting a great value. It's going to show up on time. It's going to be in the break room. It's going to be there for their event. So that's really what we heard really, mm-hmm. really consistently. And we have an ongoing customer panel. So we're, you know, we continue every week, every month to do user testing, to do surveys, to get feedback, to have conversations with both our customers but also businesses that are out in the market that may not yet be customers. So we understand there's something more we need to offer in order to really earn their business. I agree with everything you said right there in terms of, um, it, but the, 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 the interesting thing about all of that is I don't think that your, your customers realize that they needed it as much as they did. 
you know, I think they just kind of went along and, oh, we're out of copy paper. I run down to, you know, a store and pick it up, you know, a ream of paper so that we can get this proposal out. Right. You know, or or oh, we're out of paper towels again. All right. Well, you know, run home, get a couple of rolls, bring them in here and and we'll go buy some later. You know, and, and it's it's that sort of downtime that they had in their business when they run out of stock. That's why the staying in stock to me really struck a chord because you actually see that happen in businesses. I want to talk about marketplace real quick because you, you mentioned that. How are you integrating the marketplace into Walmart business and 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 the benefits that that they get? So that's the the third party, right? Um, uh, sellers who are going to be on the uh, Walmart marketplace, and that's connected to Walmart business. That is correct. So we have Walmart marketplace, and at this point in time, a seller who applies and is accepted can sell both on Walmart.com. And on Walmart business. Um, we had our first ever marketplace seller summit in August in Las Vegas. Mm. And my team went and, and joined that. And we heard loud and clear from uh, hundreds of sellers. I have items that are relevant for businesses. How do I sign up? How do I get on? How do I create an offer that's really tailored to the business customer in terms of size or pack size and price? So huge appetite. Um, we started bringing on marketplace sellers and their, you know, really compelling assortment to Walmart business in February of this year. And it has just grown, you know, month over month in terms of the number of sellers mm -hmm. and the amount of assortment that we are bringing. So that's, um, I think it's one more reason to join Walmart marketplace, which yeah. is a very fast growing marketplace, very very oriented to the needs of that seller. Here's just one more piece of why it's attractive is there's another, you know, customer segment to reach and serve and another part of this growing opportunity. And now is it just products? Do you all can you also offer services on marketplace? It is just products, but that's actually a great question though because we do offer some services mm -hmm. through Walmart business. We've tried to anticipate especially when there's something really closely linked to a product how do we make sure it really works for an, uh, a business customer? So let me give you an example. Uh, we work with Angie on installation and assembly. Oh yeah, I saw that. So that's uh -huh. one example. So a business a business owner doesn't want to buy a box of shelves. What they really want is shelves that are set up in their office <laughs> and ready to Theodore Levitt. Right. So that's one example. Another thing we're doing is um, product protection plans. We we work with a company called TNS. And that is if somebody comes and they need a tablet or um, a computer or some electronics for their business, there's an opportunity to bring tech services alongside that mm -hmm. with this partner in order to be able to get those things set up either virtually or in person on site. Yeah. So those are the kinds of things where it's like, we want to give the business owner, the nonprofit, more than just the product. We want to give them the solution so it's working in their business for them and their team and their operations. I think that's a great opportunity for, for Walmart business there. I, I do, because you're right, where it's, you know, that installation, that setup, that onboarding process. You know, when you look at small business, especially when it comes to technology, you know, we probably use about 25% of a, of a product's capabilities, 
you know, whether it's our car, our phone or our computer, we just we know what you know, that here are the 10 best features. Here's how they work. I wish it could do these five other things. And somebody says, well, you know, it does. <laughs> you just haven't learned it. All right. You've learned a ton this year, it sounds like, about a, a, a lot more than, than what you knew at the beginning of the year. Um, what does what does 2024 look like for Walmart business? Well, hey, we're just really excited to build on the momentum, yeah. Keep getting to know customers, uh, the opportunity to serve them. Um, I'd say really, for me, a couple of big areas where we want to do more for our business customers. I think one is the assortment. So tens of millions of items is a lot. Mm -hmm. And there are opportunities to go deeper and offer assortment that is really specific to different sectors. So um, again, I was talking to one of these sellers at the Seller Summit, and they are licensed to sell professional beauty products into salons, right? Mm, so yeah. that's an area where, you know, you need to have the right sellers and you need to have buyers who are authorized, but there's a set of products there that are very different than any other industry. Yeah. Another example is um, short-term rentals. That's obviously a really hot um, element of our economy, yeah. but they things that might be different than um, we might sell in a Walmart store. And we think sellers can bring a lot of that depth of assortment. So number one is assortment, both industry specific, but also larger pack sizes, the ability to buy in more bulk quantities. So that's the first thing. I'd say the second thing is continuing to build out tools that I would put broadly in the category of spend management. Right. How do we help, how do we help businesses, you know, not only analyze their spend that's on our site today by user, by time period, by category. But there may be deeper cuts that they want. There may be tools that we can provide so they can ensure that they stay compliant with their own buying policies, either you know corporate buying policies or buying policies that they've just implemented. Hey, we want to buy you know more from local sellers, or we only want our team to buy this kind of you know this brand of some kind of product. Yeah. So we're looking at how do we create more tools like that. That really, this goes back to letting these businesses, business owners, nonprofit directors stay in control. They have a clear idea of where they want to go. How do we enable them with the tools that make that easy on our site? When you mentioned that uh, professional uh, products to salons, that's the B, that's a B2B assortment, right? That's Correct. what you're talking about? Exactly okay, right. so yeah. So is that something, I, I think I read about that, where you're going to expand on your B2B assortments next year? That's exactly what I, yes, you put it really, really well. That's exactly what we want to do. There's lots of places where what businesses use overlaps with consumers. And I think mm -hmm. Walmart and what we already have is super strong on that. But right. then you get to places where it is B2B and the B2B needs are different and they're specific to industries, verticals, sectors. That's where we want to offer more next year. And I think marketplace is going to be absolutely critical to doing that. Um, all right. Well, we're in the home stretch, but I do want to talk about something that I read to um, kind of this content and community aspects of Walmart business, which I think is is kind of the glue that holds everything together. So what, what are you doing in terms of content and community? Because obviously it, it seems like you really it, it's a 360 degree view that you have of the B2B and B2C markets. And there's so much that you do to help them 
there's a ton of content that I feel like you either do offer or you can offer to your customers in terms of things that you've learned. Hey, here are 10 things I, we learned this week that might be relevant for you. Yeah, I think, yeah. So there's a couple things there that, again, we've just started and we're excited to see them grow. So one is we have created a Walmart Business Plus community. These are these are our members of, of Walmart. Any, any business, I want to be really clear, can come onto Walmart Business, create a free account, get verified as a business, and access all of our assortment, all of our you know, fulfillment options all day long. We also have a Walmart Business Plus subscription, which has some additional um, advantages like the spend analytics, free shipping with no minimums, free delivery above $35, rewards on larger baskets. So this is a, a second um, uh, piece of the puzzle in terms of, of the, the offering. Mm-hmm. Um, but content so- community. So, so thank you. The content yeah. and community, we've specifically uh, offered an opportunity for Walmart Business Plus members to join a community. So it's really creating that, not only that, it's really creating that peer opportunity. So, so they may, you know, people talking to each other saying, hey, I, you know, instead of buying in this way, I've started buying these items instead. Yeah. I'm saving money. It's a great substitute. Or, hey, I tried marketing this way in my local market and it was super successful. So creating that opportunity. We're also trying to translate that into real life, right? And we've yeah. done some, some in-person events. We did the first one uh, in Florida earlier this year. So an opportunity for that community to ch- take shape in person. And then you talked about content, right? So that we have just opened up on our site and we're providing, you know, what are articles that let people think about how should I organize my break room? What's a great way to motivate my employees? How can I organize my office? And so it's just trying to bring more value in a quick, consolidated way to business owners and where relevant, link it directly, where relevant to products that enable them to, to do the thing they're looking to do. Mm. My aspiration, Brian, and I've said to the team is like, how do we have such great content that people are going to click on our site just to read the, be- the best new article that week? Like that yeah. there's something there. Of course, they're going to come to buy the stuff they need, but that article is also something they are looking for because it's really informative. It's really valuable. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've been in this space for a long time. And what I have realized is that pe- business owners, you know, the inner city business owner versus the suburban business owner versus the rural business owner, they have, they have very different needs in many aspects, but there's a lot that they could learn from each other, you know, learn, Hey, here's an inner city business. And this is the way they do something. And the the person who's in that suburban business can learn a lot from that and vice versa. So just that whole opportunity to put them together and, and allow them to kind of bounce around and see, you know, read those articles, like you said, you know, here I'm going to learn something that's outside my geographic location, or outside my sector, or outside my demographic. You know, I'm a, a woman-owned business. I want to I want to read what what men are doing in in my space. I think can be incredibly helpful. So kudos to you on that. And the last thing I'll I'll, I'll ask because we are in the home stretch is I also saw that you put together councils, right? Do you, you have like small business councils or? 
Well, we have a customer advisory panel. That's it. That's um, it. Yeah, that, Thank that's you. The way we're calling it right now. But that uh, is is a mix of people who are Walmart business customers and some non-customers. But we have the ability to to talk to them, sort of say, "Hey, here's a quick question. Here's a survey. We're trying to think about the next." set of assortment to to offer. Here's some features. Which of these would have the most value to you? And so for us, that's just been really valuable to have that quick and really, in some ways, intimate sounding board. People who know us and we've come to know them and we can really trust the input and the feedback they give us. And that then truly shapes, well, what are we going to do first? And what does our roadmap look like? Because it's informed by the customers. I love that. I love I love everything you're doing, uh, and I can't wait to see what what is in store for 2024. You're gonna do more. Are you gonna do more events like you mentioned those the ones you did in Las Vegas and and Florida? We are. We we will do more events like that. We like those because it's that opportunity to bring together businesses, nonprofits, you know, maybe other local actors. That's mm-hmm. really the whole community is intertwined. You mentioned earlier. You and I were both at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce event about America's top small businesses. One of the things that I really liked about that is all these for-profit businesses were also deeply embedded in their communities. Yeah. So yeah. It's all interlinked and Walmart yeah. is interlinked in that too. Like we are a store in that community and we provide, you know, we're often a big employer and we're giving charitable donations in that community and we are paying taxes. And so, you know, we're all part of the same thing that's happening in a town or a neighborhood and I think that's part of why we are enjoying what we're doing is we have this little role in, mm. in helping or being a partner to organizations, helping them create a stronger economy, helping them create resilient communities. And that might sound lofty, but I think we're happy to play our part in sort of supporting that ultimate outcome. I'm all for it. You know, <laughs> any any business or entity that wants to help small business owners and nonprofits it, it works for me. They're okay in my book. Good so deal. thank you, Ashley Hupka, for being my guest today on the Small Business Edge podcast. Thank you for everything that you've done this year to help business owners and nonprofits save time, live better, run more efficient companies, and, and maybe even grow their businesses and connect them you know, with each other. I think that's fantastic. I'd love to have you back on at the end of the next year. We can make this an annual thing and, and uh- see... What what 2024 uh, brought Walmart business? But thank you. Thank you. Very nice. Very nice to talk with you and uh, wish you and your listeners a really lovely uh, holiday season and end to the year. Thank you. And everybody, you've been listening to Ashley Hupka, Senior Vice President, General Manager of Walmart Business. And I would highly recommend getting on there. They do have a free uh, membership. They also have that Business Plus membership. But go on, you know, kick the tires. It is truly incredible when you get on there. You know, you, you could get lost right, in in the in the digital aisles of of seeing everything that they have on there. But it's fantastic, and I can't wait to do some more investigating on the site to see what else they have. And I will mention that obviously on social media when I find out. But thank you, Ashley, as I said, thank you to my listeners for your feedback, for your suggestions. And we will see you next week on another episode of the Small Business Edge podcast. Until then, take care, everybody. 
You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.